brings Wayfarers Young and Old to the Heart of Adventure podcast, episode 19. Last time we left off, our heroes made a hasty escape from the Iron Empire in hopes of finding an ancient lost book, the Weapons Vivalton. On their escape from the Iron Empire, they were met with a bit of resistance and found themselves escaping the law with a mix of illusion and agility. They jumped on the boar's end, sailing off into the Sunless Dominion, a land that was ironically actually sunless when they arrived. On their voyage, the party settled some personal growth goals, along with two members crafting dynamite and photographic paper, now giving the party the power of thunder and light. As we jump back into our story, the party is walking on foot to the base of the titanic-sized sword embedded in the top of a mountain, the mark of the Black Wolf Citadel. You have all left the ship behind. If you want to take any crew with you, you can, but outside of that, you're about to walk into a one of the oldest establishments you might ever know to visit. Angus, do any of the crew want to come into this big, crazy-looking city? I want to ask. I want to ask the crew and be like, anyone want to just trot along? Um, as you ask that, uh, you kind of, as you leave the ship, they realize that there's a lot of movements in the forest. As they kind of watch it, they notice that there's a lot of um, tiny kind of kobold-like creatures mm. that kind More. of skitter out, and they, they start looking Just at the ship. Yeah, they kind of look at the ship, and the pirates are like, We might stay here if you don't mind, Cotton. We haven't had target practice in a long time. Sounds good. And as you're leaving, you hear the, the loading sounds of them loading the giant crossbows. Sorry, it's already loaded. Oh, yeah. Then you hear, Kadunk! And you look at a shish kebab of kobolds in the forest behind. Are we worried about kobolds attacking us on the road as we walk toward They're the city? Kobolds. They're like, you can, you can piss on them. You them. guys will have... <laughs> these are, are very weak, and you'll be able to handle them if they do come by. If you want to, three of them do actually pop by, and they see you, and they like, they're ready to... I'll just make an intimidation check. All right. Just puff up my... I I don't necessarily want to hop into a combat. Yeah, no. No roll required? <laughs> What? I rolled. I mean, you can go ahead and do it if you like to. I can roll a one. You could roll a one. Let's try it. <laughs> What'd you get? I rolled a two. Oh my um, gosh. Which plus five for intimidation is seven. Uh. I fuff up my chest. I grab my axe off my back. Thornton. The dust. The the orb in it starts to glow slightly as I hold it. You. Get one higher than what they get. <laughs> and so they're kind of intimidated but confused whether they are or not, so they're just like. Eh. You drop it accidentally and scare them off. Well, yes. <laughs> that is it. it slips out of my grip as a grab and it slides back They freak out thinking you attacked them and they scatter. As you guys walk up, there are some guards out front of the citadel. Um, which for you dwarves, this is a very unique sight as you see side by side dwarves and giants. There are flanking the main gates. Like full-size giants? Stone giants. Standing at about a little over 20 feet tall. Made of stone? No, they are simply the 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 race of stone giants, meaning that they are flesh-based and uh, their skin is near a gray. They're simply called stone giants because that is where these type of giants live the most often. Yes, they live in the mountains just like hill giants are called hill giants, not because they're made of hill. Interesting. Are they building the walls? No, they are guarding it. There are two giants flanking the main doors, and down by their feet, there are two dwarves wearing heavy armor uh, flanking outside of them. It's really interesting. Johnny really patronized me there, huh? Hill giants ain't made of hills, is they? <laughs> okay, freak me. Um, okay. Which, are we and I will worried? just say, history 
thing here, the reason the dwarves, are, you two are so frightened by this is because historically dwarves hate giants. They are the natural enemy of dwarves because you two fight over mountains to actually live in. Um, the ancient myths of the dwarves is that every mountain has a soul, and that soul was the first giant that lived there. The giants eventually meet other giants and create populations, and to literally have a house and have a society in a mountain, the dwarves feel that they have to kill all the giants to claim that mountain. Oh. And this is the first time you've ever seen giants and dwarves side by side. I won't look at me like, I don't like this. I don't know if I like this. Our kin will not be frowned if we indulge ourselves in this society. Our kin are thousands of miles away. Yes, but do and... you think our, our our ancestors are going to look down on us with disappointment if we spend if we love this and talk and get involved with this society? Well, our kin killed my dad, and my dad wasn't the best dwarf anyways, and I don't know if I'm too attached to them anyways. So, um, kicked me out of the army. Uh, I have a loose. Uh, we'll see. I might be with you. I'm saying this isn't right. All right. Are we scared of these? God, you tell me. One's yes. twenty feet tall. No, I mean, like, are we? Are they checking people as they go in? Uh, yes, there is like a small line of people who are walking in, and uh, there's not even a fee. Uh, they simply ask each entering group, uh, "How crafty are you?" Uh, look at Angus. I'm like, you know what else isn't usually right? Hanging out with the drow. Yeah, but I mean, everyone hates you. <laughs> I instantly okay. go pat him on the back, but hey, he could kill you and you wouldn't know it. That's, that's fair, but I got your back. Yes, and that's why I hang out with you. <laughs> yeah, the drow are the tough ones. They, they just got the bad end of that ancient elvish war. So as we're overhearing um, them asking how crafty are you as we walk in, I look at Dimple and I look at Angus and I just go, pretty crafty, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I show them the photograph that I took. How about you two? You walk up, the giant says, How crafty are ya? <laughs> I hold it out. You hold out the photograph. Do you show any other inventions? I mean, right away from that, they're like, That's some good penmanship. I take out my camera, and I take a picture of them. Ooh. Right away. Um, they actually, uh, the giants, they look down to the dwarves and say, Give it to them. The giants reach into, or the dwarves reach into their bags, and they hand out a special gold, gold medal thing that says um, uh, "Craftsman District Special." You now have access to the restricted Craftsman District in this town. Does she only, or our whole party? Your party. Can I do so? You can still represent your. Angus and I are here, like wanting to show off our stuff yeah. too. I yeah. pull out Dustbringer and I, I put it in front of the dwarf the, that's closest to me, and I, I sort of show off. Man, does he appreciate? He, he, he's like, hmm, you craft this yourself. Absolutely. I have no idea how it ended up working. <laughs> well, then it's a marvel, isn't it? He kind of takes it, looks at it really quick, kind of gives it a little swing in the air. That's a sturdy right there. Sturdier than what we're given. Lighter weight than usual, too. It's good stuff. And then what are you showing, Angus? Uh, I go, is there rocks nearby us? Uh, Andrew, you're on a mountain. It's under snow, I but look, there's I rocks. I look at... Uh, throw it and be like, pick up rock and throw in the air. <laughs> Pull! I want to use dead eye shot, flip it, twirl around my That rock bang. soars, by the way. Advantage shot. Yeah, uh, what's your. Golly. Oh. 18 strength. That, that rock soars. Mm hmm. Thank you. Thankfully, his gun range is incredible. Uh, 8 plus 8, so that's 16. Did I hit a rock? Uh, 
18? Yeah, 18 is totally yeah. going to hit a rock. Okay. Yeah, 100%. I don't like your dice. <laughs> <laughs> Give me uh, a two. You get a little worried um, because th- I like making the dice rolls kind of mean something in the story. So you take that shot and you're like, you see the rock get hurled. Thornton gives it his all. He's like, Pew! You, you hear the wind whistle of the rock flying up and it starts becoming really small in your vision. You're like, oh crap. And you take a shot and you're just like, I'm going to go for it. And you just fire into the air and then you see it go into a cloud of smoke and little bits of rock and uh, the gun smoke is currently going off of the oh. muzzle and show the dwarf he spins around hand in the handle and he looks at it he spins the uh, uh, cylinder yeah the, the cylinder barrels. not the barrels the cylinder you're right <laughs> and he says <laughs> you reinvented the mythical human weapon good on you and he gives you badges you all get gold stars <laughs> <laughs> Maybe don't go show that thing off. He gives a very rude gesture. Yes. (laughs) There was one finger that went up. He can make the middle finger up here. (laughs) (laughs) The stone doors slide open for you, literally pushed open by the giants. And you guys are led down to the giant staircase, and inside you see the biggest cavern you have ever so seen. So we're going into the mountain. You're going into the mountain, beneath the sword. The ceiling of this cavern has the bottom of the giant sword stuck through the ceiling. Hanging from it are tons and tons of lanterns, just glowing like almost stars in the sky of this area. Um, down below, unlike most cavernous cities that dwarves make, this is all one big cave, not a series of caves with passages going throughout. This looks like you are flying way above. You have a bird's eye view of an endless cave. Down below you, there are many shelves of stone, and in between each of these shelves of stone, there are bridges to and fro. Looking down, it is almost like a uh, spider's web of intercrossing bridges, which just evade common logic of how a bridge should be supported because they don't have support beams that go way down. They are simply, they connect to the sides, have a bit of an arc, and then they are straight across, all the way across a good mile or two of land. Just this giant space. I pat Angus on the back. <sighs> Angus, screw our kin. We're home. And I walk down the stairs. As you walk down, you see a unique environment that is shared by the small and largest folk that exist in the lands, besides, you know, halflings. And... <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> um, man, this place is unique. You guys smell the the burning smell of the forges in the Craftsman District, and you look down and see open-air forges that are shared by giants and dwarves in the same environment. Dwarves are standing on up high shelves as they hammer into things, some of them grabbing materials, jumping onto the shoulder of a dwarf who's walking by, or a giant that's walking by, and they jump back off the shoulder to another area where they continue to craft and do different things in the different stations they have. Uh, You walk down and see all these buildings that are shared spaces for dwarf sections, giant sections. There's some areas that are literally just built at a bigger scale for the giants, and then there's areas where these intersect, where there are areas where a common area is. A park bench for giants, huge in stature, that is right up next to a giant other park area for the dwarves, and they just share this space. Um, what would you guys like to do and try to find here? I really wish we bought that potion of giant strength. Um, oh, gonna... actually, you spend enough time, you'll walk by a giant-sized version of the Steffenstein Clinic. Really? <laughs> yeah, it's you actually here. here. Booming. 
Reminder of quest goals. You need to try to find the Weapons Securitas, a book that was last sp- known to exist in this city, and perhaps you might find information here as well about um, the Sovereign Glue. Uh, and then any other personal goals you just want to throw in the mix. I want to try to find and talk to the uh, the Dwarven King. This there you go. Okay. That's um, a big goal, Angus. I know. Yeah, a very big goal. But I have a gold star, so... You just walk into town and instantly, <laughs> instantly go talk I'm to a good king. noodle. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you start asking around, everyone will basically give you the, you can try to schedule a meeting, but you'll probably be, be at a backlog of a week of waiting. How, how long are we probably going to be here? We'll see. Not a week. Damn it. We could. How, what does the guard situation look like? Like, are they all wearing very specific, easy-to-see armor compared to everyone else? The, uh, basically, there is a set of people that wear a different set of armor. One thing that's very unique is you notice almost everyone wears armor, but the grand majority of them wear mithril armor, an armor that was crafted to such a light and uh, fibrous degree, it is as strong as steel, but they're able to put it right into their normal clothes. The only reason you actually see it is you notice sometimes they have these interlocking uh, cubes that kind of wrap tightly to their bodies, almost like the Tony Stock nanotech. It just kind of clinks and holds onto their bodies and it might come out of rolled up sleeves or something. You just notice basically everyone wears armor here, but the guards wear very obvious um, Adamantine. Oh yeah, armor. Which it's a mix of for for the giants. It's a mix of like patches of adamantine put together by mithril. Because they're big. Yes. Um. I don't know about you guys, but we need to find a place to stay. I'm at least planning on being here for a couple days. Well, I'd like to fix my medical condition. Yes. <laughs> you move arm. your leg like jelly. Probably figure out some info about the glue. Please. I would like to speak to some people in the craftsman's district to learn more about my craft, and I think... Me as well. Sheik might be best to look into this book. That's just me spitballing, though. I I will also... I am very dedicated to finding this book. I want to go with you. Like, I will encourage you and I to go on a trip to some sort what of library. What time is it? Uh, it doesn't I, have to happen right now. I just yeah. need to No, here. I just need to know if we're going to find a bed first or if we're going to find the book first. Okay. Yes, 5 p.m. Find a bed first. <laughs> yeah. Let's find a tavern. While they're doing that, I realize it's unrealistic for me to go straight to the king. I want to find some no- like nobles. I like it. Just get in the grooves. Start getting friendly with them and persuade them. Networking. Just like, yeah, networking. I think uh, go with the party to the tavern and you'll be able to get the fastest connection to the general people before you can figure out who the real good nobles to talk to are. Okay, cool. So break your way through using the wonderful element of D and D storytelling, which is the tavern where the all tavern. information is there. Everything happens at the tavern. Show me the tavern. You guys hear of the, the when the people hear that you're new in town, and you ask for a place to stay. They say, "Oh, you want a place to go, huh? You have to go to the best tavern in the entire city. It's called the Shelves of Embitements, or as we call it, just the Shelves. You'll find it down the way a few levels on the opposite side of the cavern." Have fun out there, and make sure to drink up before you go to bed. Aye. Alright, and are you all gonna go there right away? Yes. Sure. Alright. 
you make your way to the shelves of indictments. And as you make your way to it, this place, holy crap. All of the elements of this giant and dwarvish society combining is exemplified in this one building. It is called the shelves literally because at its base level it is one giant floor and then up above that it is about six stories tall of different stone shelves that jut out with different seating areas of the tavern. Multiple actual bars are on each level and there is an interesting right above a couple of levels uh, a jagged uh, lightning bolt shaped bridge that only connects to one side and then has a gap before it hits one of the other shelves. And you see giants and dwarves working this tavern at the same time. Dwarves are running around, grabbing different things. It is a crazy environment. People are laughing. It is chaotic. Like, people are throwing mugs around. You see a fun element is that, like, you have these shelves and then a section of it where the giants are seated right where their head are at eye level with, like, dwarves. So they're just, like, sitting there laughing and talking with dwarves right across How the table. How do you get up to the high levels? Is there, like, stairs? There are, um, many sets of stairs, yes. Okay. You gotta jump on the giants. That's what my thought was. Was <laughs> that you have to be lifted up there or there's, Giant like, an elevator? elevator? Most of the time, yeah. they're chilling up to let you. I'm very down for this place. Okay. On the menu, you see three items. Boulder Crash Rum, which is the most common beverage, Spider Venom Moonshine, and Fool's Gold. I'll take Fool's Gold. Alright, you walk up, you say you want Fool's Gold, and the giant behind the bar kind of sits down in his stool, looks over and says, Ah, you want the Fool's Gold. If you want the Fool's Gold, you're going to have to compete for it. For you simply cannot buy the Fool's Gold with money alone. So, what do I need to do? Well, and he pulls out a barrel that has five X's on the front. <laughs> the Fool's Gold has a challenge attached to it in this here tavern. A challenge based on our very history of this town. And if you can conquer the challenge in all of its levels, getting past the Fool's Gold, you have an opportunity to win great riches. You put down how much you want to pay for this game. 50 gold. If you conquer the gauntlet, you will triple your earnings. And if you fail, the house wins. By the way, that is all the money in my pocket. <laughs> okay. Um, 3,000 gold. <laughs> okay. No. We're going to break the game. <laughs> Lose all of what you've worked so hard to No, earn. I have 235 gold left. And um, another 2,000. I'll put in 50 as well. Okay. So, what is it that you're drinking? It's a drinking contest. I imagine it's not just Cinco Ekis. The crowd gets a little bit excited. The giant behind the bar speaks up and says, We have some competitors! The whole bar just gets like quiet and antsy as they all get excited. Some people start refilling their drinks really excitedly, anticipating what's about to happen. Um, okay, quick question. If I were to cast water breathing on us, <laughs> would this make it any easier at all? It would You're not, not casting okay. it on me. Why? He's unwilling. That's <laughs> okay, fine, he's unwilling. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the end of it. <laughs> I, I would be. If you want to put it in your lungs, 
No. <laughs> so you have to inhale it. Well, so I can still breathe through the pain of... Sure. I mean, if you want to, it'll help you breathe. Like, you don't swallow, you just you inhale. You you drinking a isn't that pain. That's you you won't choke on it. <laughs> okay. Well, alcohol still gets in our bloodstream. That's the whole... Yes. Yeah. It might actually be more effective. It might get you drunk quicker. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> He, uh, you see dwarves start to go ahead and set up the gauntlets ahead of you. And as they do, the giant speaks out to the entire crowd and says, All right, before our newcomers know what they're about to get themselves into, tell them the story of the fool's gold! And all at once, the entire bar, as if they have practiced this a million times before, break into a song. Gold, you find so much more of the kind of fools who step for the shiny ore. But if you only walked a little farther, you would find the purest stuff, actual gold at the end of the line. Yeah, the whole car busts into laughter. They are clinking together mugs. They all are starting to down it down. And the giant is chuckling along with them and says, Just like that, that is the very game you're about to play. Today, you contestants will follow in the footsteps of our great founders of this city and go through a representation of the exact journey they went through so long ago in founding this city. For they passed over the jagged lightning bridge, the one you see above you, and on their journey they found the cave that so many stopped before, a cave of fool's gold iron pyrite. So many would take that gem, walk away, and learn that it was valueless and never come back. But our founders, they dug deeper and found the pure vein of gold deep behind. It was there they founded the great forge that built this very civilization, and today you will have the decision and opportunity to make them proud. Are you ready? Ready! D Dipple's just like, I just wanted some Goldschlager. <laughs> <laughs> Are you doing this too, Angus? Uh, yes. I, I am surprised, but I am very excited. Are Sheik and Nimdiok? No. Sheik and Nimdiok are going to watch the idiots. I don't like Because we're to the drink. ones that really win. <laughs> I, like, I don't like to drink. I like to be fully aware. Yeah. I put I like 10 plot in pieces. I'm too smart to dump All right, please write down whatever you put in. I am not going to remember. All right. I already got it. All right, the contest is as follows. You will start with three different rounds, right here at the floor level. And you see, as they have set up a table with multiple cups on it, you will start with our most common beverage. The... What did I call it? The... <laughs> the Boulder Crash Rum. You will drink three pints of the Boulder Crash Rum before climbing up the far wall to the next level. And you notice, you don't take the stairs. No, you climb up the actual stone wall that has been dug into by fingers so many times over that there are now actual handholds of the bricks. You will climb up to that area, go across to the next landing where you will be at level with that lightning bolt bridge that you saw earlier. But you will be on the end where there is a gap. You'll have to jump that gap, get onto that platform, and then when you're right at the edge of the platform, they have set up another table. There, you will have to drink one pint of Spider Met Venom Moonshine, which has two shots of pure lemon juice, mostly moonshine at a very high caliber, and a shot of actual giant spider venom. Once you have drinking that, you will try your very best to balance across the bridge, making your way to the end, the place where the fool's gold itself lies. And he holds up the, the Cinco Equis. He pours out two shots, or sorry, three shots for each of you and puts each one down. Each of you at the end of the gauntlet will drink your shot of the fool's gold. And I will have to say, when you get there, that is the space where so many people fail. My one word of advice, never, ever trust fool's gold, but never let it stop you either. Let the games begin! 
question. Yes. You said we have to drink three pints of rum to start? Three pints of rum to start. Each? Yes. Now, I have made this game to be more than just a billion uh, constitution rolls, so here's how this goes. You guys just get more and more drunk until the very last shot where you actually have to make a constitution check. What's going to happen is once you've taken the boulder crash, you will make a DC 16 strength check to climb up to the next level. After that, you take the spider shine and you will do a DC 17, one higher, dexterity check to balance across- I'm sorry, actually, let me rephrase. These are all saves. So it's a strength save, one higher is the deck save, and the very last, when you take the shot of Cinco Equis, it's a DC 18 con save. Very difficult. 16, 17, 18, starting with strength. If we fall, do we five. fail? Or do we get yes. to keep trying to climb? If you fall, if you if hit we fall, the ground... Can we re-catch before we might hit the... Bottom? That is what the save is represented as. Oh, okay. For the most part, you are adventurers. You can balance even in a drunk state, but the fun part of this game is that everyone in the tavern has the opportunity to mess with you. The only rule is they cannot touch you. You all start at the starting line. In front of you, three tables, one for each of you, and you gluck, 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 start down, and everybody's cheering, shots, 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 shots! You all begin to already, you guys are dizzy. We're cheering shots, but we're drinking pints. Pints, 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 pints! <laughs> you make your way to the wall, and you start to grab a hold, and suddenly notice, oh gosh, you start to climb up. I need you to all make strength save as you go up the wall. God, almost... 17 plus 6 is a 23. Perfect. Um, I am going to, as I'm running, pull out my serum of climbing and down it. That's Ooh, I need you cheating. to, uh, that is cheating, so that's you need to do a stealth cheating. check. Okay, actually, if that's, you if that's cheating, you said there were no rules. The main rule is no magic. And that will count under magic. Okay. There's right. a lot of rules to this oh, that are hard to keep going through. Can we just say no cheating? Mm. Also, no helping each other. You guys are competitors here. You can't use the help oh, action death. to help each other. Yeah, as I was running by, Clan, I almost slapped uh, Thornton's ass. Just go. <laughs> as you do that, that's why you have to make a strength save because you lose balance for a second. And you grab on. I'm way faster than you. I roll a All 17. Right. Ooh. <laughs> Crit. Nice. Plus you, you get luck of the duck. Oh yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> roll with 100, please. Is this gonna count as your like cheating? Eighty. No. <laughs> A T. Is it the same thing, or do I get no. to reroll? Uh, no, it's not the same thing. That's it. Um, Did you make a hundred separate possible things that could occur? Yes. Wow. So you know it's fun. Here's the text of this luck of the duck. You notice a problem or something that is breaking before it happens. You are able to fix the problem that otherwise would have been bad. So maybe the dex check later? I will say the dex check later you can have advantage on. Because I see some loose pebbles or something? Yes. Sick. <laughs> but the dex save, because it's a save. It's, it's a save. A check, so that makes yes. even more sense. You guys, make your way up. Ain't Thornton, you're leading the, the head here. All three of you succeeded. Only because I slapped his ass. He went, oh boy. <laughs> I needed that boost after the run. <laughs> you're, in your, you're in your dizzy state, and you see the gap. A good, like, seven-foot gap, and you're like, holy crap. You all jump over one at a time, grabbing hold. This isn't the check just yet, because as you start going up, this is where the entire tavern starts coming to your negative. They're throwing empty cups right by your face, and right as you're going across this zigzag, after you've drinking the ale again, or the, the moonshine, you see, right to your side, a couple of giants sitting in their chairs. They laugh to each other, nudge each other, bend over, and start blowing gusts of air at you. Which, at their size, is gale force winds. Everybody strength really check. bad. Or strength save as uh, a dexterity save. Right? Dex, yes, dex save. My apologies. Which I have advantage on. I actually would have advantage on that anyways because of danger sense. <laughs> oh, that sucks. Dang. Double advantage. <laughs> Had a 13. Uh, eight, uh... Ooh. Wait, you said double advantage? Yeah, Are you double actually advantage. That to me? I will actually give it to you. It's the luck of the duck. It's overpowered. He needed it. <laughs> oh, that's only a 15. 
And then Angus. 14 plus 6, not natural 20. Ooh! Angus, you watch as you barely, like, you lean into the wind. You're just like, ale breath? I can take this! You lean into it. I ate ale, I'm like, baby, I'm like... Will you allow me to use the inspiration that I still have on this roll again? To roll another reroll? Yeah, dude, it's inspiration! You can use inspiration, man. Oh, I have inspiration. <laughs> I rolled four dice and I still didn't oh, get to that. Oh, man. Oh, come um, on. You have inspiration, Angus? I have one inspiration. Uh, you still have it from, we did like a couple of it's sessions. a long time ago. ago. You don't need it. What you, if you I already succeeded? No, I have one more. I guess if you marked it off, then that means I told you to keep it. Cool. So you can definitely utilize it. Which, okay. Man, that's going to make this ending overpowered. <laughs> How much did you put in? Ten? Uh, platinum. Ten platinum. Nice, dude. It's okay. Dipple. Thornton, the entire crowd goes, another one down, as you both fall down to the floor below. Uh, some people, like, drunkenly catch you so you don't actually get hurt as you hit the ground, and then you're just, like, carried above on people's shoulders, like, one who tried, one who tried, and you're carried around. You see them being carted around in an almost ironic cheer of one who tried, and you are making your way right as the end of this zigzag pattern, and you see this rebuilt image. They've built, like, a fake version of the ancient forge along it's surrounded by actual chunks and veins of fool's gold and right before you they have taken away the other two shots of cinco equis and you now have the one for you yeah good luck i need you to make a dc 18 constitution save i could have done what this because i'm is a this, barbarian is this drinking it yeah. straight up drinking it this can is the... i like take a second like so i walk across right yes so i once i drink this i succeed i win right Dude, yeah. Okay. And then you get and access to be able to drink another alcoholic drink. Wait, what? The only way you get the ability to drink Fool's Gold oh. is to do this. Mm. Okay. That is the Fool's Gold. This is the Fool's Gold. I didn't. I don't know if I didn't clarify that. Uh, oh, they the nicknamed gold. this Fool's oh. Gold. So when she wanted to drink the Fool's Gold, she had no idea what she was getting into. <laughs> no. Okay. This is fantastic. They have a very small supply of it, but it's only for this game. Okay, I have inspiration. Oh, Cinco Equis? Yeah. Yeah. You might want to use that inspiration. But I rolled the two. That's fine. Unluck of the duck. Oh! Can <laughs> <laughs> I still roll the other one? Well, wait first. Or... Okay. And why don't you roll these? Okay. That's a good question. <laughs> Here's the thing. If you're rolling with advantage, would that count? If it's not the number he gets... That's up to you. Yeah, I don't know if a two would count. You wouldn't count a natural one if you got a different number. I'm gonna actually officially say, as it's part of the advantage, this it doesn't dice count. Is so lightweight, this is gonna suck. The lightweight dice sucks. He would have, yeah. yeah. No, seven. Man, you made it so far. You had three to it. So but you don't ten, get unlocked. Right yeah, at, at the end. Yeah. yeah. Right at the out. end, <laughs> the spot where so many before have tried and failed. You take the shot. You grin a little. Clunk! You fall backwards, and the rest of the crowd goes. Like, Another one ledge? down! Nah, he falls right back onto the zigzag bridge. Oh, Hundred gold. There you go, man. I it was have a hearty no attempt. money now. Yeah. I am beat poor. Um, all of you who played in the game, uh, they offer you uh, a free couple of drinks in uh, honor of like of the lowest quite. They, they offer you the rum. I do I deny it. I'm like I'm, I'm fine. We need to put like some pickle brine. Wait, they don't need to. Sorry, they don't offer you anything. You just drank a whole bunch already. Yeah. <laughs> you paid for the experience. The you pints did. of rum. Yeah, you're good. 
That's a lot, Johnny. I know. These are dwarves and giants. Are they cocktails? Or are they, like, it, is it watered down at all? Or is it no, straight it's up rum? It tastes like it's straight up. <laughs> it's, a, it's a special unique mix of whatever the Boulder Crash portion of it is. Chimney Christmas. All right. You guys now have access to this fun little tavern. Uh, you can get a in-stay where they have this back wall that digs. It's one of the only spaces that isn't part of the main cavern where it's separate rooms dug in. Um, so you can pay for room stay, do whatever you'd like to. Yep, this is you. I'm passing the torch. You guys do what you want. I'm gonna get a room. One gold per person if you want to get your own rooms, or just a gold per room. I guess can I stay with you? Yes. We we'll get two rooms. rooms. All right, two gold out of the pockets, and you guys I'll go ahead. One. I'll do the other. All right. So Nick is my share. This is so really small. People have to like, carry <laughs> I like fall on the convel and like she carries me to the room. Perfect. Are you staying with Cheek? Yeah. Okay. I imagine it'd be like guys us, and girls. The three of them. Oh, three? Okay. Because convel. I I am the convel. <laughs> Hello everyone, it's your editor-in-chief and failure of a dwarf, Thomas here to serve you up a round of table talk this episode. If you aren't aware, we use the fantastic service BattleBards to bring you most, if not all, of the music and sound effects you hear in this show, and we wouldn't be able to do it without their amazing support. If you're running an RPG podcast, a home game, a live stream, making a game, or whatever it might be, fantasy, sci-fi, modern, whatever you can imagine, they have a sound for it. And with their subscription service, you gain access to loads of tools and sounds for a low monthly cost. And if you use the code GREETINGSWAYFARERS, no spaces, at checkout, you'll get 50% off of that subscription. Again, that is G-R-E-E-T-I-N-G-S-W-A-Y-F-A-R-E-R-S. No spaces, at checkout. Speaking of great partners, we'd love to thank Idle Champions of the Forgotten Realms for helping you all out with the bevy of chess codes they've given us. This week's chess code is G-E-N-T-G-A-P-E-C-I-D-E. Phonetically, that is Gent Gapicide, which is what a kind bridge builder does. Again, that code is G-E-N-T-G-A-P-E-C-I-D-E for one of their new Electrum Chess in-game. And thanks again, Codename Entertainment. Also, don't forget to leave a review. If you enjoy what you're hearing, we would greatly appreciate your five-star review of the show. It helps other listeners find us, which in turn allows us to make better and better content for you. So next time you sit down on the toilet and open Reddit or Facebook, instead, why don't you drop us a review on your platform of choice? It would personally make my day. So, looking at my notes here, that appears to be all. So let's return you to the action. All right, you make your way to the room, sit down, relax, probably uh, reverse drink a few times, and uh, reverse. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I get what you mean. Um, with my alchemy jug, I'm gonna get some fresh water for me to sip. Perfect. On. Yes, absolutely. Nurse yourself to sleep. You're so drunk you don't even realize you have a water skin. (laughs) Uh, It it is about seven-ish o'clock. 
Is there any gambling going on? Heck, to the yes, there I is. Want, I want to, I want to go with them also. All right, you join the gambling table. We're which out. how long you passed out for? I'm not. Am I passed out? You are passed out. You didn't pass the check. Oh yeah, uh, you didn't pass the check, so you're oh, passed yes, out for an hour, four, right? No, just for an hour. Uh, oh okay. It's it's a flat hour for this stuff. I'll take a Okay. Nimdiak walks around while in someone who fell, someone who fell. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you join a table, which is very unique as they play uh, a dice game. And the dice are in a size that is in between what is usable for dwarves and giants. So it's like big for dwarves, small for giants, but comfortable for both. And so they all use the same regulated size of dice. And, and I'm in uh, between, so... Perfect, yes. It's kind of like, it's like a, you pick it up almost like a beach ball size as you chuck it. Are we playing the game? Yes. Right. Well, uh, you can join in in an hour. Um, does anybody else join Nimdiok? <laughs> Thornton, what are you doing? I'll wake up. You're going to go to fight, fight a fight? I'm going to go try and find a, a place to fight. Alright, uh, we'll get to that in a bit. So you guys... As, I, as I've just lost all my money, I'm kind of drunkenly angry at the fact that I fell. Even after seeing where I would fall, I still fell in the same place because the blowing was not something I expected, and then I sort of storm off looking for a fight pit. Alright, perfect. Um, this game, fellas, you <laughs> ante up at the beginning. Everybody antes the same amount. After you do that, you pick up the giant hulking dice. And you toss it into this bowl that's in the center of the actual uh, table there. It rolls down, clattering into the center, and when it lands down, you have the opportunity to whatever number you are, try to swap with the closest person to you if you can run across the table and slap them. For the giants, it's a bit easier because they end up going and just kind of pinky slapping people. Um, but it is a game that utilizes mainly a roll of the dice and then dexterity stutch. Um, there, it, it's literally called slap dice. Could you like run away from people too? To you, yes, actively. This is a is hectic a game. Timer? There's a lot of. Um, the timer is literally one slap for each person, oh. and so uh, if you can make dodge the, it, yeah, you dodge it, and then if you can slap. Let's see. We gotta make this make sense. So I think there is a timer. There's probably just like a a six second timer, <laughs> a one round timer. I was gonna say like yeah, you fair. you are only able to slap someone while the dice are still rolling like they haven't yes. finished yet. Now I will say this is a game where you can utilize some extraordinary sort of thing. So if you want to utilize mage hand or some other sort of trickery, you can try using some fancy rolls here. The main rolls that would be applicable in this game are dexterity saves for dodging people or acrobatics checks to tag people. Outside of that though. There's plenty of things you can do, such as, I don't know, using your illusion armor to disguise yourself, utilizing any creative elements you want to to try to bluff your way through saying, that's not even mine, that was his! Literally, any role you want to at all, So the highest rollers make uh, a percentage of the highest bits. There are four other players besides you. Uh, Angus, you're slapped awake empty. because story. <laughs> you're awake. Slapped awake, I like that. Alright, the <laughs> you're already playing the game. You don't even know it. Um, and I will say they're taking popular vote for the ante right now. What would you guys like to vote on? Five gold. Alright. Yes, five. They say they want it a little bit higher. How about fifteen? Uh, that's cool. Fifteen. Okay. <laughs> Let the games begin. Everybody! Are we poor? What's going on? <laughs> We don't have much money. We I'm haven't done much of anything. We haven't money. done anything that gets money recently. We're just doing just doing good things. You have zero. Well, you thanks. You have lots. Yes. You have some. I have some. You have some. How much do you have? Six hundred and fifty. Oh. I've got over a thousand gold and ten platinum. 
Alright, get your D10s. Just a single D10 will do. I'm sorry, D10? A D10, yes. Alright. All at once, we're gonna roll the D10s. I'll tell you what they roll out here. Well, okay, fine enough. The two giants roll a five and a six, and the two dwarves roll a one and a seven. What do you guys roll? A two. Four. Ooh. So at the moment, the highest ones are a dwarf, who is currently... The dwarves are opposite of the table of you guys, and the giants are right next to you. The giant to your left has one of the highest numbers, the second highest, and the dwarf on the opposite side has the highest number, as is a seven. So wait, is only one person wins? Uh, no, the highest... Well, at this point, since there's only one of the same number, yes, there's no tiebreaker, so one person wins. I want to bolt as soon as I see it. I want to, like, try to get in front of him and bolt towards... Yeah, I'm going to go slap that dwarf. <laughs> <laughs> I need contesting acrobatics checks. Unless right. you try to impede each other, then we have some different checks going in the mix. I want to actually know. I want to start off fair now, like... Oh, you got lucky. That's a, that's a nine plus six. I got nine total. No, what? What'd you roll? What? A two? two? Oh my <laughs> goodness. Two. Your acrobatics is only plus six. You guys start jetting out. Uh, Ingus, what'd you get? I have the same acrobatics as mine's you. Mine's plus seven. Yeah. Oh, mine's plus six, but I got... Uh, but I rolled a two. Uh, <laughs> but, like, what's your plus to acrobatics? Ang seven. Angus, what's okay. your roll? Sorry, I rolled a fifteen. Fifteen! Nice! So it's you right now, versus everybody else is like going back, you're just bolting in between people like, Give me the man! And the man- Oh, I didn't actually roll his defensive check. Uh, a giant is actually tied with you. And right now, I don't- we're- we might, You know what? Roll a tiebreaker, there's no other way to really do that. What's our roll? Uh... Another Tell me what you want to do to try to beat the giant. You uh, see him just reaching over towards the dwarf. Use, the dwarf's uh, like freaking out. Always persuasion, be like, dude, come on, let me get this. <laughs> in a gambling game? Yes, yeah, a gambling game. I want to use persuasion. Get a little bit more persuasion in there. What you want to do? Hey, you help me this round, I'll help you next round. Alright, let's see what he says. And he says, he looks to you, he, 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 he's thinking about it, and in that time that he's thinking, you just take advantage of oh, he's not even paying attention, and you run forward, the dwarf rolls a four, and you like tackle him unintentionally, and oh, he hits the ground, and you're like, you hold Sifrin! Uh, and you swapped with him. At the meanwhile, the, uh, the giant on the opposite side of the table looks around the whole table and is like, getting out of the way, making sure he doesn't get tagged by anybody else. Well, it doesn't matter. Never mind, you win! Hey! So I get right it. there. 15 times 6. Oh, wow. Times uh, 6? Because there were 6 players. Times 6 players. Okay, that case. Case. Gold, um, 90 gold. Perfect. I want to do one more. Okay. okay. One, more. one more dice roll really quick? Yep. Ooh. Eight. Ten. Oh my! Run! <laughs> Both of you run! I've got a four, two, nine, and nine. Angus? <laughs> they all look at you? Wait, I guess we emptied in another 15. Yeah. 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 Angus? They all scoot their chairs back dramatically. Boom! And they all start running after you, past the table. This is more than just a table game, as they are now chasing you down. Where are you going? Up? Down? Sideways? Um, where? I mean, he only has And Nimdiak, are you right? trying to steal it from him? Or are you trying to help him? I'll give you some. I'm gonna to try to help him. <laughs> okay, guys, make your decisions. What are you playing? What are your characters doing? Uh, what is the best strategic? So everyone's coming towards me. He's in front. Um... 
You've got this table. Yeah. You're up elevated to be kind of at the same level of the giants. You can jump backwards, and then you've got a few paths. You can start right away to go across one of the bridges to get to another area. For you, you can... for you, hike! <laughs> <laughs> I immediately just lunge in front of the dwarves. <laughs> Slow-mo, take the bullet. They run and they start like, they hit you and then that weight stops them and they trip over. I need you to make, wow, I guess an acrobaticus check. I don't know. It's kind of a grapple, so make an athletics. Crit. Oh! <laughs> you don't have luck in the dock. No, okay. Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh. All right, yeah. well. They certainly didn't. So you run for it. Narrate your really cool success here for the dwarves. I definitely just dive in front and I like full out sprawl arms and legs blockable. As you block them both, once they impact you, you snatch your arms and legs around and you grapple them. And so they roll down with a, with a giant elf surrounding their bodies. And like, ah, that's not fair. The giants are running after you, Angus. Where are you going? Uh, towards a bar? Towards a group of people? Yeah, towards, towards your friends? Okay, you go ahead and go towards a group of people. Make a athletics check, man. Or acrobatics, rather. Yeah. Giants are coming in. Hot. Uh, that's a 21. What the heck? Okay. <laughs> They're rolling hot. <laughs> All right, here we go. I, don't, I gotta pull this up because I had an idea, but now I have to get the exact. Stone, giant. Let's see what they got. All right, they have a plus two, it's a 13. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> you dive out of the way, the timer goes down, and they just, Ugh! you guys, you're crazy. Get along, and they throw the gold at you. <laughs> Good games. Thora Den, my buddy. Uh, so that's another 90. You fight I'll here wait. or there? Anywhere. <laughs> I Cat. fight here, I fight there, I fight anywhere. I, I want to find the okay, closest one that pays for winners. Okay. So I, you find your way into the... Um, I want to find the highest paying one I can. Okay. Because I want to buy a magic item while I'm here and I have no money. <laughs> okay. You find a place called the Fist's Gold. And uh, it inside has a giant fighting ring where there are people who are at different levels of inebriation who are just pining for a fight. Mm-hmm. It is a one-on-one -on -one fair fight scenario. Um, you are allowed to agree together on what sort of weapons, as long as you two carry the same weapon. Uh, but it's pretty freeform, and uh, it is put up in brackets, and you notice that the people in here are insane. The dwarves actually are, like, in league with some of the giants. Hmm. Most of the time, they stay in their own ballpark. But every so often, you see fights where dwarves are climbing up their legs and, like, wrestling them to the ground and pinning them. I'm it's interested crazy. in that. Do you want to go up for the co-ed <laughs> or on the Dwarf League? What pays more? Definitely co-ed. Um, it, it leans a little bit more towards the dwarves because of their natural uh, tendency to not be as easily won against some of the giants, especially the ones who are much more competitive. Yes. Okay, man. Uh, I will try and... So, I'm essentially feeling like... Peter Parker going into his first fight after getting Spider-Man powers, uh, Tobey Maguire style. Bone saw history. <laughs> like, I just, just want to get in a fight that I assume will pay me a lot. And okay. probably now you're already in a giant fight. Any of the giant fights will be solid gold. You want to go for an easier giant or a harder giant? Medium. Okay. <laughs> I'm kind of scared. <laughs> Thornton has been so frightened recently of dragons and things that are bigger than him, and he just got beat by falling off a cliff to not be able to drink liquor. He is pissed, 
and he wants to prove that he can beat some butt. Does anyone see him as he leaves the tavern? Sure. Anybody can see him if they'd like to. Like, does anybody want to follow Thoradin? Like, I basically storm out of the tavern after I lose. Cobble hangs. They they offer me some more liquor, I just chuck it on the ground and keep walking out of the tavern. Alright, perfect. Uh, After Conval drops off those who need the dropping off, uh, Conval comes and chills. Conval? The dog? Yeah, she's just like, I'm curious. I'll follow. (laughs) After you're done with your game, I imagine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Perfect. Uh, Does Conval have any spending money? What? (laughs) You know, I feel like she would have about, like, ten gold on her. You have a dwarf walking by. Churros! Churros! Hot dogs, like a turkey leg of some kind. She would Uh, definitely just, like... All right. Jingle her pocket. Awesome. On the way, you pass by the library titled The Mind Forge, and uh, on your way, you make your way there. And uh, there is two sets of areas. You either enter the challenges yourself, or you can bet on the challengers. Um, so who's there with Orden? I'm going to um, bet. Okay. Are you bet guys betting... Okay, so first off... I'll actually be waiting outside of the tavern for them to come out, and as I see them walking out sort of happy and jolly, I'm just sitting there sort of seething lightly, and I say, I need to punch something. Y'all want to make some more bets? Let's go. You make your way I, there. After that, before that happened, I had already scouted out what was the best place, and Perfect. then I come back and I wait. All right. Thornton, you're put in one side of the ring, and on the other side of the ring, a younger stone giant steps in. His name is Zalil. He walks up to you, offers a handshake. I absolutely agree to that. Which weapon would you like, sir? Well, I pull out Duskbringer, and I say, I'm certain you don't have a magic axe on you. He looks at it carefully. I've got something that would be my equivalency of it. And he pulls out a magic dagger, a gift that he has for himself from some family. I instead crack my knuckles in front of him. He tosses the dagger behind him. He doesn't care about gifts. The decision is yours. Um, and then I sort of grab my fist over with my hand and I bow in front of him very monk style. Okay. You said his name was Zalil? Yes. The rules of this are simple. You either knock each other out by hit points or you pin them down for two rounds in a row. Oh. Okay. Are you ready? So, so KO or, or yeah. pin? Yeah, KO or a pin. Because two rounds is like the whole 10 seconds. It's a little over 10 seconds, but... Can I make a perception how equal, like, who do I think? Yeah, can I make an insight check on him? Uh, yeah, please do. Both yeah, of you. I can also make Both of you make an insight check. Me too. Yes, everybody. Hey. Everybody. Hey, uh, hey can you make an insight check for Conbell? <laughs> Are y'all my coaches? <laughs> Are y'all my managers? She's I'm trying to bet with all my life on you, like, I don't know. She will bet three gold. Perfect. Uh, it's Four or against? It's... Roll first. We are making this up. This dog cannot. We're not like. She has the intelligence. It's gonna be for the giant. Ooh. <laughs> okay, so inside. Nineteen. Is... Okay. Conwell just walks by the betting place, and there's two cups. She just tosses. <laughs> I want. to... Wait, did you do inside, Dominic? What did you roll? Yeah, everybody rolled inside. Nineteen. Uh, can I discuss with him what he thinks about it? Yes. Uh, Nimdiok. This dude has some beef. He's got some beef to him. You don't know. I will say, not too different from Thoradin. Being hit, being that Thoradin is a level 10 character, he's level up to the extent that they are matched. But that being said, matched in D&D means either can die very easily. It does not mean that it's like 
it is literally either or. This is kind of 50-50, although I will say that there are a few things on the Stone Giants' side. On a bet on Thoradin. Ooh. How much? A small amount that you have left. <laughs> I'm gonna bet 10 gold. Okay, perfect. And Angus? I wanna bet... I'm thinking 300 gold pieces. Okay. Even. I'm down. But here, let me think. Um, but he has the ability to do that. Yeah. Here's what I'll say. He has that. You bet on the giant, you can double your money if he wins. You bet on Thoradin, you'll triple the money. Oh, yeah, so three. Because I don't know real gambling, and that's just some numbers we're coming up with. All right, you ready? Sounds good. 300 gold pieces. It's okay. Our listeners can tell us more about how that actually works for the next fight. Yeah. (laughs) Or you can do some more research into that. No, that makes sense. Okay, perfect. Thoradin. Roll for initiative. Yeah. Oh, I'm so excited. That's 20. That's probably not the best place he could have used it. He has a 22. Six. All right. He gets to go first, man. He is on the opposite side of the ring. Can I rage as I enter the arena? Uh, yeah, man. 100%. As the fight goes on, I want to do something. I want to show. Kuk is us! And I want to do bardic inspiration to him. Perfect. Perfect. You have a bardic inspiration point. He runs up, cracks his knuckles, and he slams a fist across. He has multi-attack. So he's going to do his two hits. First one is a seven... Yeah, seven plus uh, six. Which is? A 13. Miss. How many times can I get I just, I just, whoosh. Okay. He misses both fists. As you just monk your way out of both, your turn, what's up? Side to side with my head. Quick question, how many times can I give him bardic inspiration? Uh, you have a certain number of usages. Oh, cool. You can't give it to me until I use it again. Yeah, I know. Um, as I, as I'm sitting there and I, I dodge both, I just think, yeah, I could get angrier. And then I go into a fury rage. Oh. Or sorry, a frenzy rage. And, um, I'm gonna punch the man. I'm gonna punch. Oh wait, I don't have to frenzy rage because I'm a monk now. I can just punch as a bonus action. I don't have to frenzy rage, so never mind. I'm not gonna take the exhaustion point. <laughs> you have made your old skills useless by multiclassing. Actually, I want to do it anyways because in in game that makes sense for me to just anger myself so much. Does a no ten? No. Next one. Twenty six. 26 hits! I'll just roll all of them if you don't care. Please go! Yeah. And then another 26. Okay, that and hits my too. My punches are now a d6 per punch. 100% fun fantastic. Plus what? I don't think it was plus anything. I think No, was... for the damage. Oh. Plus your strength? Yeah, plus rage damage. 12 on the first. On a punch, I roll a 6, max damage. Uh-huh. 9. So that'd be 21. Perfect. On the first turn. And then I will I will try and stunning strike. So you have to make a constitution saving throw. Okay. Against a stupidly low DC. Yeah, he rolled a 19, so. Okay. Well then on the You don't stun the giant. do I have? Then the other punch that hits, I'm gonna try and do it again. Okay, go for so it. Another constitution saving throw. Oh That's my gosh. two key points down. Run through these, man. He more? does a seven plus five. What is that? Oh, sorry, 7 plus 8, which is a 15. 15. He has a higher save. So close. You go, you swing towards, you hit a couple of your hits, and as you hit with some of them, you're trying to stun him with this harsh monk hit, and it just hits through, and you watch the muscle just kind of ripple a little bit and not hurt him at all or freeze him down. Uh, but he does take the damage. How much damage did you get through this? Uh, 21. 
he's going to not use his punch attack. He's going to use the stone giant fling attack. Can you please make a dexterity saving he's throw? He's going to try and grab me and throw me? Yep. Okay, I get advantage on the save. Because I can see it coming. 18. Oh. Oh my gosh, dude, it's a 17. Yes! Oh my gosh. <laughs> he reaches for you, tries to grab, you jump through his fist as he is clenching it down on you. Your turn. I'm told. All right. Uh, he could have dealt right now at a minimum 66 of that. 260 HP because I have resistance to bludgeoning damage. All right. From here on out, let's double damage on everything. <laughs> Does he, he's <laughs> not raging, is he? No, but I'm just saying double all damage. This will take way too long if we don't. Fair. We will narrate but it we'll as if you're doing okay. multiple. All right. So that means he did So I just take 42. his full damage. I don't take half, but he's going to take double whatever I do. So he took 42 last turn. Sure. If that's the case. Let's do it. I'm cool with that. Great. I like that. I'm down. That just makes sense. Crit on the first hit. Uh-huh. Keep it coming, man. Keep it coming. He's luck. Oh, I do. I get luck in the duck. Roll a 100, please. <laughs> Johnny's like, worry, Thomas is going to win a lot of money. <laughs> 79. I rolled 80, 82, and 79. What? <laughs> um, okay. <clears throat> what the heck? A horse-sized duck appears as a mount for you. It has warhorse stats. If you don't want it to join, it can simply be outside the ring. It joins outside the ring and starts quacking really loudly in my cheer. Like, it starts a wave of quack. Okay, next hit. Uh, 22. But if you ever do miss. Alright, how about this? His armor class is 17. What is your plus? Well, just, let's just do it. We're no, 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 I'm saying it'll be a lot faster if you just know what number to look for in the dice, drop all the dice at the same time, and see how many succeed. So what's your plus? It's a plus eight. Okay, so if you roll nines or aboves, you're good. Just roll all the dice and tell me how many. Didn't didn't succeed. So that's two hits. Okay. Um, one is a crit, and that means I'm going to roll three d6 because I hit one other one. Seven, 13 plus 12. So 25, 50 points of damage. Wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to stunning strike one of those, so I need you to make a constitution save. Oh, sure thing! You, need, you get five temporary hit points, because my uh, mantle of inspiration. Fantastic, if I ever take damage. Non-natural 20. Stop being so constitute. He's got a plus eight, man. Yeah. All right. Giants. That's your turn. It's now his. Man, you know I what? I plus eight as well. He's going to try to do the whole I fling thing again. I knew what I was again. doing getting into this fight. I need you to do a next dex save. He's not giving up the fling. I have advantage. Can I give him 25. I'm sorry, Johnny. I'm built for this. I am in my element. I am so angry that this guy isn't even able to touch me. He's jumping around. This <laughs> He's angry, man. What does the crowd think right now? The crowd is like... <laughs> they went in with the expectation that not only would I lose, but that the house would win very easily. There is a lot of people who are starting to get really upset, and a few people who are like, Heck yes! Go for it, little dude! Fantastic. Little dude! Your turn. All right, we'll drop. Guys, you watch as this giant just flails and flounders and does freaking heck all. That is a natural 20 and two hits. Luck. <laughs> How long does that last? You don't, I don't know. Get to know. You don't know. I was so glad I put money in a duck's mouth. <laughs> 34. All right. So I'll go ahead and doubled? grab the damage dice. 
So again, this I need to change these to be applicable to both of you, but this is uh, for the next minute all of your spells with an, with an activation time of one action have an activation time of one bonus action. So monk powers with a one action thing besides like a normal attack can be a bonus action okay. if that is applicable. If not, I can swap to one of the other ones nearby. 16 plus 18, 20, 34 times 2 would be 68 points of damage. Is he out? <laughs> you chose to double the damage. Dude, it's better that we didn't take twice that amount of time, though. He didn't hit me once. <laughs> Thordin, what are these last, like, four blows look like? Oh, God, he really is out. He's out, man. Okay, so he goes in for these first two punches. He comes up very confidently, just walks up like it's going to be nothing, and I just whoosh, whoosh, and his eyes just go wide. I then jump up his arm, punch him twice in the forehead, trying to knock him, to, to stun him, and then fall. He tries to grab me. I do dodge through it. We keep going through this. And then I'm just like, this guy isn't even a challenge. So I just run up his gut as I punch him in the knee once, punch him in the other knee, run up his gut, and then uppercut him down and land on top of his chest as he falls backwards. You all see the slow-mo of, as he does the uppercut, snot and slobber flies out of his mouth doing a splashing, like, mermaid wave above his face as he lands down hard, Thordon is landing on his gut. As he falls down, like, I ride him like a surfboard down to the ground. Thordon has a little bit of a bounce as he hits the tummy, and suddenly the crowd goes freaking wild. Money starts going back and forth. Those of you who paid on behalf of Thordon, you I bow get to Nimdiok. Tripel. In the crowd. What? That 300. You guys, I, I I bow to you guys in the crowd. Say. I sorry, I thought you I thought you bet on the other guy. No. <laughs> no, I bow to them in the crowd. Very monk style, I bow to them in the crowd, I bow to everyone in the crowd. And then I help him up. Perfect. Thoradin. you take three away from yours? Yes. A treasure chest is brought to you filled with gold. It's a tiny one, kind of like a, a carrying yeah. case right here. You have just earned yourself. 1,500 gold. That's what I was hoping! And also, you can keep the treasure chest here. <laughs> oh, I'll write down a treasure chest in my inventory. It's, it's a pretty mundane, just wooden one. But congratulations! Thank you! You freaking just demolished this giant! You let me! <laughs> Dude? Like, I should have let him try to do a grapple sooner, um, but outside of that, you had him, dude. Um, I would have had advantage on trying to get out of it. Because I'm a barbarian, I have advantage on strength checks while yeah, raging. Crazy. Barbarians and monks put together are hand-to-hand -hand combat elite. Don't don't frick with Thor. Next time you fight. Oh, and somebody... by the way, I pick up the chest, and as the anger goes out of me, I did frenzy rage. I didn't need to, but I did it because story reasons. And then I just <sighs> <laughs> the sweat all at once rolls down the forehead. Yeah, all at once, I suddenly realized what just happened, and, and just sort of come to. Oh man, that was so fun! Thank you, Johnny! <laughs> Great job, guys. What do you want to do next? <laughs> go to sleep. Go to bed. Go to yeah, sleep. I'm asleep. I'm, I'm going out. straight. I'm so exhausted, I go straight to the tavern. You gather together. I toss like three gold pieces on the counter and grab a cup of ale if they have one ready. Like, not rum. I don't they, want rum. I just want They ale. don't have ale. They and have then I'll rum. Go to a different tavern. <laughs> <laughs> you stop by to get some I ale. make sure to get some dwarven ale. Yes, sir. Before I go to bed, and I just sit, I have it in my room with me, and I just drink it as I go to sleep. Nindiak, perception check. Crit. Wow. You're walking back, and on your way back to the tavern, you notice, leaving from the library, a group of about seven individuals um, wearing uh, dark red armor, and 
iron, or not iron, sorry, brass helmets that are very Spartan in style that go down with a large nose piece. But over their left eye, inset in the helmets, are these red gems. And they walk the opposite direction. And we'll leave that up for next episode!